a lot of the traditional approaches to selling have been somewhat misinterpreted. So I think, you know, when I read these old sales books, there's nothing in there that says you should be very aggressive and um, manipulative or extroverted. It's, it's the way that people interpret this information that I think is why a lot of times selling has a bad name. But the quiet selling method is really about connecting with people first and then selling. So the quiet part is, yes, being quiet and listening to um, what your customer is saying, right? Because the reality is it's about them and it's not about you, right? You might be selling the product or you might be the owner of the company, but all that's important to your customer is how it's valuable to them. And I find like even the best salespeople that I've ever worked, worked with have been great, great listeners, right? And that's the most important part is that you understand your customer and what they need and how what you provide fits in with what they need. Like that's the most important thing. But another part of being quiet is listening to your own intuition and um, paying attention to that more than, you know, looking at all the data, right? There's such a reliance these days because there's so much data available um, everywhere and we could analyze the hell out of it. But the reality is we personally as humans get tons of data in just from our intuition, from reading a room, from picking up on nonverbal cues, right? Even on Zoom, we can pick up on these things. And I think a lot of that kind of old school selling where people used to meet face to face, right? It's changed so much, um, you know, just in this era of technology. I mean, not even taking into account the, the pandemic and that we're all on Zoom, um, but technology has really kind of told us, hey, look at the data, you know, pay attention to that. And I think it's all about human connection, right? Selling, no matter what you're selling, it's one human to another. And I feel like a lot of that human connection has got, gotten lost. And so that's really the essence of, of quiet selling. You know, some people would say the word authentic is being overused now and people are saying it too much. Um, but I think I, I noticed this really happened when social media, like I'm a little older, like I remember when there was no Facebook, right? And, um, you know, with the advent of Amazon and Facebook and social reviews and, um, you know, like things like Yelp, right? You can't really hide a bad product or service anymore, right? If you're selling an inferior product, you're going to get bad reviews on Yelp if you're a restaurant or on Amazon if you're selling like a physical product, right? Or, you know, like that is just the reality. So people kind of, you know, and I don't think that was true 20 years ago, right? You could have a product and you could have super fancy marketing and people would buy it because it just looked good, right? And they thought that, and the marketing was designed to make you think, oh, everyone's buying this. This is like, you have to buy this to be, you know, part of this group. You can't really get away with that anymore. You can still do that kind of marketing, but if you have terrible reviews online or people are saying terrible things about your product, then, you know, you're going to get called out for that. So that's number one. You can't really fake the quality <laughs> of your product or service anymore because that is going to be known. And it's almost like as a human, that happens too, right? Now there's LinkedIn and people can write, you know, reviews about you as a person or as an employee or as, as a coworker. Because we are also connected now, it is very hard to not be authentic. Um, but I think people look at it in different ways. Some people, you know, look at authenticity in a very shallow way, right? As like, oh, I'm just gonna share a little bit about me and, um, 
you know, that's me being authentic, me, me saying, hey, I'm a mom, I have two kids. So I think people take it to different levels of what they're comfortable with. But I think to be truly um, authentic is really to, to be open about, you know, who you are and what you represent. Um, and I feel like this is, this could be such a lengthy conversation because I've had this conversation with people um, who are talking about, you know, women of color and diversity and how, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But I think really it's about, you know, showing who you actually are as a person and everyone's different. Now, it's tricky in sales because, you know, if you don't believe in your product or it doesn't do something that you say it does, you're in a little bit of a tricky situation, right? Um, I have left jobs because I was not comfortable with the product of, you know, of the service that I was selling. But at the same time, I've also, you know, like no product is a perfect fit for everyone. So I'm also honest enough that if I was selling something and it was not a good fit, I would tell someone like, oh, well, it may, you know, maybe it's not a good fit for you. Um, you know, so I, I think it's different for every person, but it's got to go beyond than just sharing personal details, right? Like being an authentic person is really like being vulnerable and really being transparent about who you are. You know, one example that I've given, and I, and I think this is actually why a lot of salespeople come across like that, is because they're trying to be someone that they're not, right? They are told at the car dealership or wherever, they're told this is what you're supposed to do, right? Or they see it modeled by someone else and it's not their personality so it comes off as very inauthentic. So for example, if I go and pretend to be an extrovert, and I actually have tried this like early in my career, I was like, I'm just going to try to be like so-and-so because they're great at selling. And like, maybe I should be more like that person. Right. So I've tried that on and it was like, it felt so fake to me. And I can't imagine what it looked like to someone who was on the other side of that. But I was like, it must've looked somewhat ridiculous. And it may, you know, I didn't feel very secure in myself, you know, pretending to be someone I'm not, right? I'm not the person who goes and shakes everyone's hand and makes small talk. If I try to do that, that does not come across as authentic and people spot that right away. So part of that is like, don't try to adapt your personality or change it to be what you think someone wants. Um, that is, it's not going to serve anyone well. So much comes from your inner confidence, really. And once you have that or you lose that, it is very noticeable to other people. They might not be able to put their finger on what it is, but they will feel something is off. And that's enough for them to, you know, make a decision. Hey, they don't want to work with you. They don't want to hire you, whatever it is. So I do think a lot of it comes to marketing, right? But there's a lot of part, there are a lot of different parts to marketing, right? So there are some products that are pretty basic, right? Like, you know, Google is a pretty basic product. It's not like that exciting or intriguing, but then you see they do fun things on their homepage, right? On National Women's Day, they might have like a great like image on the Google homepage, right? Or, you know, Gmail is a pretty boring product, but I would say that interest and intrigue, it doesn't have to just be about the product. It could be about you as a person, as well, right? Um, there's so many different elements to that. So I feel like that's part of being a salesperson is being creative. And I I love the scrappy salesperson, um, you know, persona, because I think as a salesperson, you have to be willing to figure stuff like that out, um, no matter what level you're at. Um, how can I create some intrigue around this product that maybe is not that intriguing? Maybe I do have to sell a Toyota Camry, right? 
Like, how do I make that intriguing? Maybe I'm the intriguing part of that, that I am going to sell you and be like a more interesting person, or maybe it's the way that I deliver the information. Right. And, and of course, in, not everyone can be as intriguing as a Tesla. That's the reality. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would say even for what I do, right, I sell essentially sales training, but the words quiet and selling often don't go together. So I find for some people, if they're interested in that, they're like, oh, that sounds different than what I've heard before with selling. Like, I want to find out more. And I think the idea is just to create that intrigue just enough to get them to the next step, which is finding out more about your product. So maybe it's, you know, a lot of businesses will do white papers, right? How can you make a somewhat intriguing white paper? There's a lot of people who do the same things, but think about what would be interesting. Um, I just mentored a group of 10 startups for a startup incubator in San Francisco, and they all were able to take, you know, they all had different products and services, but they were all able to come to like have an angle in their marketing or in their sales that was somewhat intriguing, um, you know, and, and, Water treatment can be intriguing, like, you know, uh, online training can be intriguing. Like there were all different types of, of businesses there. So, you know, the level of intrigue is going to be different, but it's just, you know, just taking a unique angle or perception of it. Mm -hmm.